Good morning. This morning's reading is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 8, starting at verse 15, going through to the end of the chapter. So that's Genesis 8, verse 15. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so that they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number upon it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds. Everything that moves on the earth came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and, taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelt the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night will never cease. Thanks be to God. Following on in Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 to 17. Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, All those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. 
Well, thank you very much, Elliot and Grandpa, for doing today's uh, Bible reading between you. Uh, we're going to pray, so let's do that. Heavenly Father, your word tells us that a rainbow encircles your throne, the throne of grace. And we pray now that as we come to your word and to try and understand what this great sign means, please would you speak to us of how all your promises are kept in Jesus, your Son. Amen. Well, when you see a rainbow, what do you think of? What comes to your mind when you see a rainbow these days? Anyone want to tell me what they think about a rainbow? Well, I know why you're a little bit nervous. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a hand at the back. Go on, speak up. Does it have six or seven colors in it? Yes, absolutely. And for those of you who know the way a certain rainbow is used quite famously, it has six uh, in it. And uh, we are going to come today to think uh, about uh, the rainbow, but we're going to think about it in the seven colors uh, that uh, are usually identified within it. Uh, Can you name the colors of the rainbow? Hands up for the first one. Red. Okay. Next one. Orange. Next one. Yellow. Next one. Green. Indigo. And last one. Violet. Well done. Absolutely. I had to look them up on Wikipedia. So uh, you've done far better than me. I can never quite remember all seven of them, at least not in the right order. But there we go. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet are the colors, the seven colors uh, that are usually uh, seen in the rainbow. And what we're going to do today uh, is we're going to think about the meaning of the rainbow in those seven colors as we discover it here in God's word uh, in Genesis 8 and 9 and how it points us uh, to Jesus, the one that we trust in. Uh, So hopefully this will uh, help us to remember the meaning of the rainbow. And the first thing to say about the rainbow is that it's God's sign. It's not our sign. We Uh, in our culture, uh, give other meanings uh, to the rainbow. One very famous uh, one that's everywhere uh, we seem to go in our society. But whatever meaning we put to the rainbow, it's not really up to us to do it at all. The rainbow is God's sign, and he tells us what it means. So you could think of anything you like that you wanted the rainbow to stand for, and you might persuade some people to go along with you, and fine, if that's what you want to do. But in the end, all that really matters is what God says this sign means. He's very clear about it. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. That is what God says in Genesis 9, verse 13. We've just heard it read in our scripture reading. Uh, But because I want to keep G for something else, uh, and actually because it's here in this passage, we really ought to say that it's... Yahweh's sign. Now, who is Yahweh? Uh, If you read in the Old Testament uh, and you see when the word Lord comes, all in capital letters, that's translating uh, the original word in Hebrew that would be better translated as Yahweh, or some uh, older versions uh, of the English translation of the Bible used to say Jehovah. Now, God not Yahweh, is just a description of what God is. So I'm a man. God is God. But Yahweh is God's personal name. 
When he comes, and it's later in the Bible that it's explained, when he comes to Moses and Moses says, what's your name? He says, I'm Yahweh, that is, I am. It's his personal name. So if we were to meet each other, if we've not met before, and a warm welcome to you if you are new to our church here this morning, I wouldn't come up to you and say, I'm the vicar or I'm a man. I would say, my name's Mike. How do you do? I'd like to know you. We tell someone our name when we want to know them, we want them to know us. So that's really important. Hold on to that thought. This sign of the rainbow is the sign of the personal God who made us and all the earth and who wants us to know him. So that's what we see in the name Yahweh. It's Yahweh's sign in the clouds. So hold that thought and park it for a few moments. Uh, it's Yahweh's sign of blessing. This is the reason uh, we, I wanted to look at this passage uh, on Harvest Sunday, the end of chapter 8. Uh, there the Lord says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, giving thanks for all the wonderful things uh, that God uh, enables this world through its natural order uh, to produce. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Why does... The year go on as it does. Why are the seasons predictable? Why when you plant seed, can you then harvest it? Because of the Lord's gracious promise to bless us. It isn't just automatic. We should never take it for granted. Every blessing we have from living on this world comes because the Lord has promised that it will work in that predictable wonderful way and the rainbow is the sign of Yahweh's blessing of the earth like that now many people at that point would stop on harvest Sunday and say isn't it wonderful here's the rainbow it's God's sign and we've got the blessing that enables us to celebrate a harvest we've only done two colors that's only the first part of the story of God's rainbow because Yahweh's sign of blessing is also a sign of amazing grace. It's only when we realize where this story of the meaning of the rainbow comes uh, that we can see how extraordinarily gracious God is being. This comes, and you heard it in the reading, at the end of the story of the flood. God has judged the whole earth, every human being, every animal, apart from Noah and his family and those rescued on the ark, has perished under the judgment of God. It's a really sad and serious reminder to us of how holy God is and how we need to come before him rightly. And now the rainbow is in the sky, and the Lord says, I established my covenant with you. Never again will there be another flood. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And so the rainbow appears in the sky in the immediate aftermath of the deluge. And so Yahweh's sign, it is of blessing, life will go on on earth, but it's a sign of amazing grace because, and here's the horrible word, we are vile. Sarah pointed out this out to me as I was going through it with her before the service, uh, that vile, rearrange those letters, you get evil. And that's who God says we are. 
We're vile, we're evil. Did you notice, as Graham was reading in that passage, the Lord said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. At the very beginning, even from the moment of birth, we are those who turn away from God and do things our own way. It's a horrible diagnosis, isn't it? And yet, remember, at this point in the human story, the only people left on earth are Noah, Mrs. Noah, the three sons of Noah, and their three wives, eight human beings. And it's in that place that God says, every one of you is evil. And, of course, we are the descendants of Noah. They were the only people left, and the earth was repopulated after them. It was exactly the same as God had said before the flood. It was the reason he gave to Noah for why the flood would come. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become. And look at the emphasis. Every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. That's what God thought, not just of the generation before the flood, as though they were worse than us, but of us as well. You recognize what your heart is really like, that that confession we say to God in a church service or that Jesus teaches us to pray in the Lord's Prayer every day, it's not a light or a shallow thing. Right at the very core of our being, evil from childhood. And so how extraordinary then this grace, Yahweh's sign of blessing, life goes on, an amazing grace because even though we are vile, he overlooks our sin pointing his war bow away. This is something uh, that um, many of the commentators say, that the rainbow uh, is shaped like a bow, as in a bow and arrow, uh, often used in ancient war. And now, uh, God, as it were, rather than aiming his bow towards us, as he has done in the flood, and as we still deserve, because we haven't changed, he now points it away, as it were, towards the sky. And so the rainbow, uh, the ark, is of a bow pointing outwards, away from the earth. He turns it aside from us. He overlooks our sin. And he does it. And here we're beginning uh, to see uh, how this is going to point us to Jesus. He does it on the basis of the sacrifice that Noah, who does know the Lord, offers him. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of man. Never again will I destroy all living creatures and yet here is the rainbow in the sky a sign of God's grace and blessing and patience with us overlooking our sin but let's think about the rainbow for a minute can you ever get to the end of a rainbow you think put your hand up if you think you can get to the end of a rainbow it's a tricky one, this. I think they're fake pictures, but there are some pictures on the internet of people driving up to the end of the rainbow. Well, do you know what you're supposed to find at the end of a rainbow? The old uh, story? A pot of gold and possibly some leprechauns to share it with you, depending on uh, which version of the, uh, the old myths uh, you listen to. Well, there is no end of the rainbow because the rainbow uh, is, a, uh, is an illusion. Uh, it's uh, the nearer you get to it, the further it moves away from you. And it never really touches the earth anyway. It's a, a circle up there in the clouds uh, if it's complete. It just appears to come to the earth. 
I think that's significant. You see, the rainbow is Yahweh's sign of blessing and grace. And yet, he never actually connects with us. It's there, but we can never actually find it. It's as though uh, he has to remain distant from us wicked people if he is not going to destroy us. And yet, he wants to bless us to sustain life on earth, that we might keep eating and drinking and watching the seasons and the years go by. So here is blessing and amazing grace. Absolutely, we've seen that now in the first five colors of the rainbow. But how can we know God personally? See, the sign of the rainbow, we can never actually touch it or get near to it. And yet God is Yahweh, the personal God, who wants to know us. And Will our sins ever be truly taken away so that they don't remain just overlooked, suspended, but one day to hang over us on a great day of reckoning? Those are the questions. The rainbow itself leaves unanswered. The rainbow that never quite connects and the sin that is never properly dealt with. And the last two colors of the rainbow point us in the Bible's whole story to God's wonderful answer in Jesus. The color indigo, I, I, that's sort of purple, isn't it? I, I'm never any good at, uh, at colors, but, but indigo, it's sort of purple. It's a royal color. It points us in the whole story of the Bible to the one who brings God close to us, right into our world, uh, into a crib in Bethlehem. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. No longer just beautiful, far away, but unreachable like the rainbow. Now God comes right into our lives, born as one of us, come alongside us. And so, as Jesus prays to his Father, now this is eternal life. Jesus came to bring us that. What is it, he says, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, Yahweh, God I am, who wants to come to us that we might know him, has come in Jesus. And now if we put our trust in Jesus, then we know God. The distant God of the rainbow becomes the God right up close and personal in our hearts by his spirit with us today. The with us God, literally, Emmanuel. He, more than that, is our Redeemer, our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. No longer just one symbolic sacrifice. However much the Lord enjoyed the aroma of that when Noah, who knew him, offered it. Now the final, perfect, sufficient sacrifice for all those sins you just confessed. For all the sins I've committed in the last 24 hours, the last week, every moment until I die, all of our sins, gone. Because God himself has come, redeemed us and purified us so that we might be a people who are eager to do what is good. These are Jesus' own words. The Son of Man came to give his life as a ransom for many. He redeems us by paying the ransom price for us. That's what the rainbow points to. Its message in itself unfinished, but pointing towards the one who gives us those last colors that we might know peace with God, that we might know God 
personally. So this is the rainbow then. Yahweh's sign of blessing and amazing grace. Even though we are vile, he overlooks our sin, pointing his war bow away from us. But don't stop there. Because the message is completed and wonderfully fulfilled in those last colors. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. In him we know the God who sends the rainbow. Jesus, our Redeemer, God for us. Paying the ransom and meaning we are reconciled. Three R's. The Redeemer who ransoms and means we are reconciled. So next time you see a rainbow, I won't challenge you to remember all seven of those words. But will you at least remember the last two? That the indigo points to Emmanuel, that the red points to the Redeemer, the God of the rainbow, no longer far away, who has come close so that we might know him and have peace with him as our sins are put away by his cross forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that great bow in the sky. A great sign of your blessing. Thank you for the abundance of the earth that we celebrate at harvest. Thank you even more that it's a sign of grace. Initially as you overlooked sin, but finally as you came among us in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to redeem us, that we might be your children, calling upon you as Abba, Father, knowing your Spirit living in us and among us. O God of the rainbow, the God of grace, come near to us and reveal yourself to us today. In your Son, we pray. Amen.